Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Blake Street Irregulars, your local Colorado Rockies podcast on Mile High Sports. My name is Sean Drotar, and with me today is Doug Ottawill, the editor-in-chief of Mile High Sports magazine. You've also heard him of late if you've been listening to the radio on a lot of the afternoon drive programs, uh, filling in for Les Shapiro. So, uh, Doug, how are you today? I'm good. Uh, just to get this out of the way, are you the same Sean Drotar that's the championship golfer, Sean Drotar? Third place. Whatever. There's still, a tr- there's still a trophy in the office. <laughs> there's a trophy in the office. Yeah. Unbelievable. This guy uh, on fire at the sanctuary. There's a He's downplaying it. Blind squirrels and nuts and all, all of that. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, remind you, before we get started too much, to visit our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Tap 14 is uh, the spot you want to go. It's the spot that I go for uh, every time I'm going there before Rockies games, after Rockies games, if I'm not working. Obviously not when I'm working, but when I'm not working, I'm there because that's got the best rooftop bar in Denver. You're right over Blake Street. Everything in there is Colorado, Colorado branded. There's beetle kill wood uh, all over the bar. I mean, everything top to bottom is all local. The beers, 70 of them on top, all local. Spirits, 100 of those available, all local. The food, too. The the beef comes from Castle Rock. Uh, all of the, the food comes from all over places in the state. So uh, it's, everything there is Colorado. It's the perfect place for you to go. And you can get to Coors Field in about 30 seconds right outside the door. So it's the spot. Make sure you check them out at tap14.com. Spell that out, tap14.com. And, and Doug, what I wanted to talk about, Coming into this series, as we record this, the Rockies are going to take on the Braves for their second game of their weekend series. They won last night as David Dahl uh, knocked in a a two-run single. Ryan McMahon had tied the game earlier. These are the two guys I want to talk about because at the beginning of the year, they were prospects. McMahon was expected to maybe uh, immediately hop in and contribute at first. It didn't work out. They sent him down to the minors. He's worked out the kinks, and since then, he's been great. These two guys seem to be maybe X factors in the postseason chase for the for the Rockies, don't they? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you you mentioned McMahon uh, specifically in terms of um, you know that he wasn't he wasn't what they thought, or uh, and maybe a better he way just to didn't put look it, quite he just ready. wasn't wasn't ready. And, and I think when you take a player like that and you flash forward to the beginning of August, middle of August, really. And the Los Angeles Dodgers are intentionally walking him to load the bases. I mean, you're you, that's a that's an, a massive amount of respect gained in a in a pretty short amount of time. And that's pretty ended two of those games with wins, with knocking the ball out of the park. So, right. Yeah. And there was absolute justification. I mean, that's the thing is, you're sitting there watching that game, and you're like, well, if I'm the Dodgers, I'm walking him too. I mean, and, and it's it speaks volumes to how far he's come. I think it also speaks volumes to uh, probably the unsung nature of what Bud Black does for these guys in terms of kind of, you know, John Gray is another example. Oh, but yeah. the way that he's handling his players, I think, really shows up late in the season. And, and um, you know, McMahon's a great example. We, we talked about John Gray before, and so we won't go over a, a lot with John Gray, but it's worth noting that another guy that was sent down and then had to uh, come back up, but the Rockies have now won the last eight the times John Gray has started. He hasn't gotten necessarily eight wins, but he's keeping him in the game, obviously. Eight wins in, in eight last starts for John Gray, so he's doing very well too. But 
We look about at, at McMahon's doing since the All Star break, since call up, he's hitting 293. His on base percentage is over 400. And of course, the couple of home runs. So he's able to play a little bit of first, a little bit of third. They now have a dangerous pinch hitter off the bench when they need it. So this is going to be really helpful because now you can sit Desmond if you want to at first. If Arenado, he doesn't miss a lot of games, but if he was dinged up like he was, he had had a, right. a shoulder injury. And how there. clutch is that? To yeah, fill you in can for put the him best there. player in your franchise. Yeah, and, and you still win the games. When and he's out. That's right. remarkable. And then in this case for David Dahl, it's about health. It always seems to be about health for David Dahl. Here's a guy that looks like he has gold glove type ability in the outfield. He can run. They talk about tools in baseball. He can run. He can field. He can throw. He can hit. He can do all of it. The question is, can he stay healthy enough to do it? In this recent call up here, he has been. Yeah. And I think Dahl has, I think, improved dramatically since he got called up to right now as we speak, because, uh, you know, we talked about that that Sunday game against the Dodgers. I remember sitting there. There was a play in the outfield where he and he and Charlie Blackman almost kind of collided. Blackman ultimately caught the ball. But, uh, you know, they got a little too close for comfort. And then there was a play that he got thrown out, tagging, going to third and Puig threw him out. Um, and and I was sitting there with my dad and we said that that looks like a guy who is still working out some kinks after getting called up. And and maybe that maybe that was an overstatement. I mean, the guy's played baseball his whole life. But I would say that just in a relatively short amount of time, even he looks like he's a comfortable veteran type of player. I mean, and you mentioned it. Health is always the key with him. But. I mean, these guys just are really stepping up. Shows you their talent. Shows you how well they're coached. Um, just, I think it's a it's a good sign overall for Rockies fans to have this kind of depth. Yeah, the batting average for Dahl uh, not as high at two fifty eight. But the truth be told, this is a team that isn't uh, you know elite in batting average. Nolan Arenado's the only guy that's over three hundred in that span. And uh, Dahl finds himself right in between Trevor Story and DJ LeMahieu. So I think it's all right there. And and what he's done that has impressed me, not only the, what you see on the plate, but uh, what you see when he's at the plate not swinging. He's already in only 10 games drawn four walks. He's drawing walks at 13% of his at-bats, a much higher rate than most of his teammates. And the fact that he can get out there and run, that makes a big difference. Another guy you could use is a pinch runner or a pinch hitter. The rosters are due to expand. Now, they're already here, but the rosters are due to expand in a couple of weeks. These guys can make a big difference, especially down the stretch. Dahl started in the place of Charlie Blackman. He led off and ended up knocking in the two-run single that won the game for them, completed the comeback for the Rockies against the Braves. They're, I think, at the point with these guys that they, they are clearly backups. The starters are there. But baseball, when you're playing six out of seven days or seven times out of seven days, uh, these guys are probably going to get in uh, one way or another five of seven games a week, whether it's pinch running, pinch hitting, or filling in. Yeah, and when you talk about postseason baseball, and I mean, we saw the best example I can I can recall was the World Series with the Dodgers and the Astros. I mean, how many of those games did both managers essentially empty their bench? I mean, it was a big percentage of guys that played in every game because – you know, the strategy between pitching and, and, you know, double switches and, you know, all these things, they really, really come into focus coming down the stretch. And I think I talked to Bud Black at spring training and, and one of the, one of the questions, and, and I don't remember the specific question, but it had to do with depth. And I thought his answer was pretty, pretty unique because basically he said, we need to have depth, not just two really good players at every position. We need to have a lot of players who can play a lot of positions. And I think that's a, 
that's definitely a Jeff Breidich thing. It's definitely a Bud Black thing where they look at their roster and go, okay, how can we be creative with this? How do we, we don't necessarily have to have two second basemen, two third basemen, two extra outfielders. Like they're looking at guys and going, this guy could play four or five positions on, on our team. And, and not only that, but to your point about hit uh, pinch hitting and, and being a base runner because of speed, you know, all those things like, they got a lot of guys who can do a lot of things, and I think that is 100% by design. Yeah, and they connect. Obviously, we talked about McMahon being able to be a guy to play on the corners, either corner, and you look at a, a Ian Desmond, who's played mostly at first, but has played left field in a pinch, so if you needed to, for some reason, give one, one guy a day off, but you don't want Desmond to have a day off, you can move him. We know that Dahl can play all three right uh, outfield positions, and maybe long-term, if he continues to stay healthy, maybe is the answer in center. As Charlie Blackman gets a little older, you may want to save a little wear and tear and put him in left. Right. So I think that there are a lot of options there, and you're right, it allows you to mix and match, and we saw in the postseason last year how important that is. In baseball, you really do use so many guys. It's not just pitchers, but there's a lot of different ways to change those matchups. So yeah, it really does give Bud Black a lot of options. It's a lot of arrows in the quiver to shoot when you need it, and that's a big part of managing these games, especially when uh, they will get into September when everybody has 40 guys on their roster. But looking at the Rockies now, they, they split in Houston. They won the first one in Atlanta. I know that we've talked about this before, that the six-game road series in this case, playing two outstanding first-place teams, if you were to split that, you're going to be pretty happy with it. If you win three of six, however you get them, thought they might get swept in Houston. They didn't. They just have to win one of the next three games to go ahead and get a split. You get four, all of a sudden you're really talking because they've moved a, another half game ahead of the Dodgers. They're one and a half behind the Diamondbacks, two and a half in the wild card. But they do have to try to make up some ground. So getting maybe maybe the bar gets raised a little bit. They were thinking three and three would be good. Now if you're the Rockies, do you need to say, you know what, we're this close, we need to get four. Yeah, you and I said the other day on the radio, three and three feels pretty good. But right now, when you're sitting at two and one on the trip, I, I mean, yeah, you, you got to get a little greedy, I think, especially if you're a team like the Rockies who know uh, the division you're playing in. I mean, the Dodgers for as you know, I know we're not weeping over their, uh, you know, injuries and things like that at the moment. But look, that's a team that there's still plenty of yeah, talent. There's still plenty of talent and there's still plenty of time. I mean, yeah, they've hit a rough spot. But do you for once believe the Dodgers are, are fading? I don't no, I mean The I, Dodgers I, are those teams that at, at any given week, they roll off six straight wins. It surprises nobody. Yeah. And, and you're fully aware they can do that. I mean, it, it would surprise me less if if the. Uh, Dodgers did that, then Arizona falling back a little bit. I mean, and Arizona's a very good team. Too, Arizona's so. been remarkably consistent, really. Yeah. I think I've, yeah. I've been expecting them to have one of those. They lose four in a row, they, but they don't seem to. They just continue kind yeah. of grinding things out. They get the Padres uh, this weekend. The Rockies will get the Padres at home next week. They're bugaboo. Remember early yeah. in the season, you couldn't beat the Padres? I mean, not that. for the Diamondbacks. So <laughs> right, the, right. the Diamondbacks have not had a problem with the Padres this year. So for the Rockies, when they get back home, uh, they're going to have to make sure they take care of business against the only team with a losing record they will play in a 50-game span. So that's, that's amazing. Crazy. And that, that speaks volumes of, of what this team is made of and the resiliency. I mean, you can always go back and look to series that took place in May or series that took place in June and say, oh, we could have won this, that, and the other. But the fact that they're in it and they're right there at the top with the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks and they're still in it considering their schedule at the moment, I mean, that's 
this team is this team is impressive and i think if they make playoffs or if they don't i think there's reasons to be um impressed and or optimistic about the future of this team yeah i i agree with you there and i think it's really interesting because you, you people rockies fans look at it and they go okay well rocktober was amazing you actually don't want a rocktober to happen because <laughs> that means you are a long way out right you sit two three games out something fewer than that uh, that's what you want because now you don't have to do something crazy like win 21 out of 22 games to make the postseason right and that's where the rockies are now so yeah that's a really promising place to be we'll uh, check out the rest of their performance over the weekend as and when we get back to next week and we'll take a look at that prepping the homestand for the Padres coming up next. I want to remind you there's a good opportunity too if you're a Denver Broncos fan and you may very well be if you're a Rockies fan. Uh, they will play uh, the Bears on Saturday in a preseason game. Uh, Ronnie Court, if you're exact wherever you downloaded this, the Broncos Blitz podcast is right there whether you downloaded it on our audio page or you went to the Miles High Sports app or you caught it through an article on milehighsports.com. Make sure you check out the Broncos Blitz podcast too. Also sponsored in part by our friends at Tap 14 because you know, they're high tech. They get this. They know this is how people are consuming their sports entertainment. So uh, make sure you check them out. Tap14.com. Spell it out. Tap14.com and visit them before the Rockies take on the Padres next week. Uh, Doug, thank you very much. We, we talked about it. The new uh, issue of Mile High Sports is is available. Yep. Get your chub on the cover. Yeah. Bradley. One of our, I can't take credit for that. That's one of our, one of our Twitter friends came up with that. How fun it is to get your chub in the mail. In the mail, right. Yeah. You can still do that as well. You can subscribe to the magazine on milehighsports.com. Or you, if you're locally, you can pick those up at uh, Grease Monkeys or Wahoo's uh, Fish Tacos, both of which, you know, you need food. And you, you want to fix your car and yeah, make sure your exactly. car's working. So while you're there, you know, pick one up. <laughs> so make sure you follow him on Twitter at D Will. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like at S Drotar. And we'll be back next week right here on the Blake Street Irregulars to talk about the Rockies reset as the playoff chase is, is fully underway now. Six weeks left in the season. Uh, it's time the rubber hits the road. So thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week right here on Mile High Sports.